I just put together like my Nespresso drawer and I have room because like our we did so many drawers in the kitchen instead of shelves. That's so nice though. That's kind of nice. Yeah. It's so, is, I but want a the lot of thing. it is like I kind of miss having some shelves for like pans and stuff but yeah I don't know it worked like because the drawers are deep like it fit all of our mugs basically oh and the oh yeah coffee pods and stuff so it kind of works out I love having I have two drawers or three drawers underneath my stove and I love under the stove that's nice oh yeah I do like them actually separate um and I'm oh your stove is separate from your oven yeah, I love oh, it. I love like love a cooktop, and then an yeah, oven. a cooktop. Why do I feel like I haven't is... even fully seen your kitchen? I, I haven't know. either. <laughs> and I went like to I... her house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't go upstairs. I like glanced by it. Like I, no. <laughs> that's funny. Like you show like when you're cooking something or like the counter, but I've never yeah. seen like the full thing. I like. I think it looks so ugly. I just hate our kitchen. We literally have like the you know the old school like fruit like from back in the day the design was like mm-hmm. putting fruit in your kitchen. They have like oh, tiles I that are like that. fruit. I don't really. Oh love my gosh! Wait, now I need to see that. My mom. I remember my mom like literally stenciled. I think stenciling was a huge thing. Like yes, in the 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. My mom like stenciled like apples across like our kitchen in like that maroon <laughs> color. Like that was yes. so popular. She painted our whole kitchen yeah. that. Yeah, and did the stencils. Oh my gosh, that we did that on our like back Very. patio stencils and painted in. That's yeah, so funny. That's it so was funny. like everyone wanted to decorate like Olive Garden or something. <laughs> you know, like, yeah maybe it was like was it like tuscan yeah yeah like, i think that's like exactly what it was. italian-y yeah <laughs> the tuscan theme that's exactly it but yeah it's old i guess farmhouse. that's so true i just saw tiktok yes, actually the og farmhouse like, it literally is og farmhouse it was like showing in the 80s like when olive garden first opened in a certain state i don't know and they were talking about they were like, it's a beautiful family style restaurant. There'll be at least 45 minute waits. And like the way they were talking about mm-hmm. it was just like it was like the most authentic, fancy Italian place. <laughs> That's so funny. That's I funny. feel like Macaroni Grill did a better job of being like authentic, authentic Italian. I never went there that much. I think I've only been there like twice. We went there more than we went to Olive Garden. Really? Oh, we're an Olive Garden family. Same. Like every birthday, Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Graduate my graduation. That's where I wanted to go. Olive Garden. <laughs> it's like so For, white from high school. <laughs> yeah, high school graduation. <laughs> I remember I had my parents take me to like the this like fancy seafood company. After <laughs> so high you. Graduation. <laughs> no, that would have like, been smart. But <laughs> what was your like go to birthday spot? Mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know, somewhere expensive. I like pick the chop. <laughs> like you changed <laughs> every year. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. a standard place. No. I did like sushi for sure a couple years. Loved sushi. Um and then sometimes I'd have like my dad just make lobster and steak because he did it better than other. Do we have the same dad? That's like the same. Yeah. He's just really good Except- at like, grilling fish and like steak and seafood and have you always yeah, my liked dad seafood? cooks gourmet dinners? Yeah, oh. I didn't. I don't think I really had an option not to like seafood though. So 
I, but I grew up on it like when I was really young like I would eat sardines like out of a can at like very young my mom oh. would like always cook fish lobster yeah Dev you've talked about too how your dad just makes lobster and that's like I've just never experienced that in life yeah he cooks fancy food I love that though good cook yeah me too that's like, very I, nice I was he even know a how cook when a he was with your mom or did nope. he like become he a had cook to after? learn <laughs> Yeah, he had to learn. Kind of sad for your mom. <laughs> kind of sad for him. Like he, I don't know. Does like he really enjoy dad, cooking he had now? To learn how to cook dinner. Now he does. Yeah, That's he had awesome. a girlfriend that was really good at cooking, and he learned a lot from her, and then kind of went from there. Yeah, That's pretty cool. His mom was an amazing cook too, and his brother is a great cook. But like, he was the youngest, so he like never did shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of So Glad We're Friends. I'm Maggie. I'm Devin. I'm Brittany. I'm doing this new content strategy mastermind thing. And she was like, the beginning, she's like, please cut out millennial pauses. (laughs) No way. And I went back editing videos or something. Yeah, she's like, "You are wasting the first three seconds." Wait, specifically to you or to everyone? No, it was like to everyone because there's a lot of people. Like she was reviewing everyone's videos, but like millennial pauses were like the like she had three things to tell people, and she was like, "Cut out the pauses," because she's like, "If you have three seconds to hook somebody in, if you have somebody three seconds to hook somebody in." I'm cutting out a minute or a second and a half at least on my mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really bad that I have to cut out like literally half of the time that I have someone to take to get someone's attention. So Yeah, some people when they edit like TikToks will cut out like the first half of the first word when they start a new sentence yeah. even. Like they just really it's weird. I like I don't like They're that. Just trying as to much, keep your attention. But... Me either. I think it's weird, but I I see a lot of people do it. I definitely cut as close as to Me too. starting. Yeah. It's normal. It's weird, Dev, though. Like, I never think of you as a millennial. Like, right now, and you just were like, let's just not call it millennial pause. Like, I don't think of you as a millennial. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't. It's like you're, like, honorary Gen Z or something. <laughs> I'm just cool. But how? Like, She's why are you cool? really hard. When you're the oldest, like... Our oldest kids um, look cool now. Yeah. Well, now? I just I'm thinking of my siblings and Daddy. like my sisters are very <laughs> I'm millennial. Way than my, <laughs> my younger my sister Lexi still uses Facebook and she doesn't use TikTok. So how weird! Like I just you don't know I really got to credit the kids on TikTok for my coolness for your cool. But I've always been young at heart. You know how people have an old soul. I have a young soul. Like I. <laughs> Yeah, I still feel like I'm 22 or something. Yeah, so I gotta I fit in with the 22 25 years. forever. Mm-hmm. Never gonna grow up. Yeah, that'd be a good age. Ugh, I, like I wish. It. You just turned 26, didn't you? 25. 25. Sorry, don't want to age I'm, you. I'm gonna. I don't know how I'll feel about turning 26. I don't know how I'll feel when Cameron know. turns 30. That'll be weird. Yeah. How old, when Everything's great till you turn 29. Yeah, 29, I feel like I feel like 29 like, will fuck. be worse than 30 probably. Like 30 I want to just be excited. I'll be like 13 going on 30 and like 
make yeah. cute. I was okay with turning 29. Yeah. But TBD on 30. Yeah, we'll see. I have, I have a year. I have like another six, seven months to come to terms with it. Yeah, it's just hard to like keep losing your life, you know, like aging. You're never going to be young again. You're getting older. Your body's going to start handling things less well. You're going to start having aches and pains. You're going to start getting sick more often. You're going to start getting wrinkles and lines on your face. But like I remember, you know, that age filter on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I posted um, a short video of me with the age like that. I look like an 80 year old woman and I was like, this is depressing. And so many women in the comments were like, you, why do Americans hate aging? Like you should be so lucky to live that long, blah, blah, blah. But like, why can't I be afraid of being 80? Like, like, yeah, I want to live until I'm 80, but like, I still would like to be 30 forever. Yeah. That's so interesting. That is interesting. But I think with the what I see like older people is that there's such a range of things that can happen. There's like so many 80 year olds that are really healthy, just minor things here and there. They're very active. They're on their feet. And then there's 80 year olds that like are bedridden. So it's like, I think that's part of the aging process that scares me the most is just that it's very not guaranteed what your life is going to look like past a certain age because everyone is so different with it. And yeah. even like in your family, you can kind of see what happens, but it could be completely different for you. And it's scary to me when I know that right now in being 25, I don't have the lifestyle ideally that I would want to moving forward as I become a parent and then get older. Like I'm not as active as I would like to be. I'm mm. not doing it like just a bunch of lifestyle things of how I wish that I will be when I'm older. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not yeah. doing that at 25. So it's like a scary thing of like, I want to start doing that before I like have kids and then especially before I like actually get old. But if I can't do it at 25, how the fuck am I going to do it at like 60? Yeah. You realize that becoming an adult doesn't just automatically make you like prepared and organized and smart and driven. Like you're still the same person you were at 18. You just have more responsibility. You're just like waiting. You're just waiting for it to happen. You're like, okay. I'm now 29. Mm-hmm. Aren't these other things supposed to just kind of like fall into place and it just like doesn't happen yeah. like that? So when am I going to be able to make my doctor's appointments? Because. <laughs> and then like <laughs> just the thought of having kids and then you have to make the, your kids doctor's appointments and then like mm-hmm. their homework you're keeping track of and their activities and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like I feel like I can barely do that for myself and for the dogs. <laughs> like let alone that- must be why it's so easy as parents to just put your whole self on the back burner and only yeah. care about your kids because like I kind of understand like with Willow I care so much about her so I'm always going to make her annual vet appointment no matter how scared I am of it or whatever but like for me mm. I can keep putting it off because it's me you know but like with your kids yeah. like obviously you're going to be you're going to take on like their homework and their doctor's appointments and their activities and their friends and then when are you going to have time to deal with your shit? You're not because it's exactly. easier just to worry about them and not worry or about Or things you. like eating, like you feed the dogs the best food possible, but like yeah. I don't make sure that I take my vitamins or have proper nutrition. And I'm sure with kids, it's like you always see moms talk about like they make their kid this beautiful lunch and all mm-hmm. nutritious and then they're yeah. just eating like the scraps from it or whatever mm-hmm. random snack. Yeah. It's a hard balance. It sounds horrible. But there's also like – 
there's so many people that are in their 30s and now even in their 40s and they're just like I wish I just didn't worry so much about the future in my 20s and just kind of like enjoy the ride and I think about that a lot just because I definitely spent a lot of time like from 16 on being like I wish I was older I wish I was older mm-hmm. and now I'm like older and I'm like okay the time's not like slowing down at all and I can just change my mindset and enjoy it a little bit more and I think that helps a lot too yeah. instead of like worrying so much about what's going to happen in the future that's very yeah. true I think yeah. I have to like hear those things from people like it's not something I just think about on a regular basis it's something mm-hmm. I like continuously have to hear over and over again from you know other influencers or just like older people like hey 30s and 40s are incredible like just enjoy whatever you're wherever you're at in life right now because it just keeps getting better and better but it, I just hate how fast it goes like mm-hmm. yeah it's so fast and I can just only even imagine to, it gets I think faster. that you were talking about either in like just a random TikTok or your lake house vlog that you do the same thing like over and over and over again oh, yeah. so it just like helps it just makes the days bleed together versus Mm -hmm. if you're doing something here and you're doing something there you have like things to look forward to and it just makes life a little bit more exciting and that really hit me too because I was like I've really I like my routine I like doing the same thing but then you're right that it does get very monotonous and Novelty makes your days feel longer if you're doing something different every day like I mean when you think about vacations that you take like obviously those memories are very vivid in your mind because it was novel and different than your normal routine and like those days seemed so much longer and it seems like such a bigger stretch of your lifespan Mm -hmm. than like the other 12 weeks in a row that you work all day long like those just all feel like a blimp in time I think that's why the COVID years too felt so fast because it was like we were at first they were very special. slow. At first they Not were like weeks. so novel. Yeah, everybody's like we're going on family walks and we're making our own coffees and like it was yeah. new to us. Yeah. And then sometimes I get nostalgic mundane. for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just but I I still I, wish that I just knew what we were doing for three months because <laughs> yeah. I could not just chill out. See, I loved it because it was like an excuse for me to like also not do things and everybody else wasn't doing anything. So I didn't have any FOMO. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah. I just be. That's yeah, so that true. was nice. When nobody was traveling either. Yeah. And you didn't feel like you're missing out on traveling and stuff. Yeah. And even work. It's like work was even messed up. So you didn't even feel pressure work-wise really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you haven't caught on yet. Or read the title of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about the Barbie movie. Because Devin and I saw it a few weeks ago and then we were very obsessed. And then last night Brittany saw it and Devin went again and took notes. (laughs) I love that. I also have two pages of notes as well. I was like, I just want to start writing things. And then I was like, holy shit, I just wrote two pages. And I was was trying to pay attention in the movie. But like also I needed to like note things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of hard. I was My thinking, notes are kind of a mess, but I could write like a college essay on this movie. Like if yeah, I was in too. college right now, I would choose like this for my fucking dissertation. That would be so fun. That's amazing. Should we go back? Did to you? <laughs> Maybe I think about. That I was thinking about too. that. <laughs> I see, but I see Michelle posting like her that like her papers are same, and, stuff, and I'm, I'm like, like, never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> 
like so much pressure and stress um did you find it like did you find any new things that you didn't find the first time you watched it yeah I had another realization like a new realization about the whole I concept of the movie yeah okay. what is I it? think that I need to are we see gonna get it? right into that I feel like we should do like a little summary of the movie wait you haven't seen it Britt you didn't go see she it? Saw it last no, night. I have. Oh, okay. I thought you I said, said I, I was like, I want to see it again oh, and like okay. just like watch it for more things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. kind of like what you did because I was just taking it all in the first time. Yeah. And then I feel like a second time around would be good. The One other thing, thing I really want to just like talk about too with like this ep- like throughout the episode is you guys, I think, listened to an episode that kind of was like bashing Barbie, right? Or like not. Oh, uh, Claudia called it millennial cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I listened to part of a podcast this morning that, like, just had a different perspective on it. And I was, was just it like, No, it was oh, okay, like this I have another podcast one. that, yeah, but I, either way, like, we don't have to talk about it right now, but I want to just, like, get into that a little bit because I'm curious what you guys, I did too. I maybe, heard it made me, like, really riled like, up when I was, like, listening yeah. to it. I was like, Mm, I don't like this yeah uh JC talked about it on what we said and she was talking about how people's views on it are how people are saying that it's like anti-woman and like anti-man and she was like saying how ridiculous that is but she was like describing the movie and it like made me tear up just listening to her talking about it so yeah okay well do you want to give a description first um I need to go let my cat in really quick because he's been scratching at my door for (laughs) five minutes straight uh should we also just say right now like we're talking about the movies so if you haven't seen it turn this off right yeah this i guess will have like some spoilers but i feel like the whole movie like there's nothing to really spoil like i guess you can kind of spoil it but like i think if you knew things about it ahead of time i wouldn't like ruin the movie necessarily but listen at your own risk Yeah. yeah or just watch it and then listen to the episode. Yeah. I hope it comes out like on streaming soon. I think it's like six weeks now from a, when a movie comes out, then it goes to streaming. Barbie? Um, yeah, like I think movies. I think take- it's going to be on Max in October or November. Oh, I hope. October. Oh, that's kind of a long time. We even still, I forgot. It was like last minute last night. I was like, oh, we should go see this. And. There was a couple of theaters where there was only like a handful of seats left still. Wow. At like a six wow. o'clock, seven o'clock. This was the first yeah. movie I've seen in years where Same. I had people on both sides of me. Like it wasn't like Weird. an empty theater. It was like a whole experience. I was in the bathroom. Everyone was in pink. It Which was, was like, also yeah, awesome. So fun. Like hearing yeah. people laugh at all the things and like just like the yeah. community yeah, okay. like it felt like then, going to a Harry Potter showing or something when we yeah. would all dress up. I forgot how much I like the movies too. I know. It's like such a fun experience. I definitely want to go at least like more frequently. But there has to be like movies that are like worthwhile to go see in theaters. Okay. Give us your description. This is a lot of pressure. Well, I'm you're s- the one that brought up giving a description. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wasn't I like prepared it. for that. I like it in other podcasts when they do that. <laughs> okay so you can so, look it up on imdb or some shit let me try to riff on this okay i just saw this okay. yesterday you guys can jump in hopefully i don't freeze <laughs> okay so 
you open up to Barbie <laughs> land. <laughs> and also one thing I noticed is like the set production. <laughs> Did I freeze again? I can't. I just love this. Oh man. <laughs> Am I still frozen? You open up to Barbie land. And everything is perfect. I'm afraid that I'm going to freeze again. I don't know how to combat that issue. Okay. Everything's perfect. And the Barbies are like, obviously, when you're a little kid, Barbie can do and be anything. And that is exactly how it is in Barbie land. Like, Barbie is president. Barbie is all, they're all Barbie on the Supreme Court justice. They all, Barbie won the Nobel Prize. Barbie's an astronaut, etc. And Ken is just Ken. They have jobs like Ryan Gosling is hilarious and his job is just beach and it's hilarious. <laughs> and the set production and everything is so perfect. Like it's so beautiful. That's something that I noticed yesterday and I was like, everything is so like cinematically beautiful. My the first note is the set in capital letters. <laughs> it's so good. So any bar, everything's perfectly fine. And also something I love is how like Barbies are just like, they compliment each other and they're like, I know, like they just yeah, like, take that's, I love that too. Well, and yeah. they, they are very aware of their accomplishments and proud of them. And they can just say, yeah, thank you. I know I did work hard on this. Yeah. And then one morning Barbie wakes up and she, everything is like going awry. So like her feet flatten out and she trips and she falls down and her milk is spoiled and she starts realizing like what is going on like something is wrong and so she confides in the other barbies and they tell her that she has to go see weird barbie to see what's going on so she goes over to find weird barbie which is kate mckinnon always wait like, wait wait, wait you cut out after kate again. mckinnon uh her hair was cut off yeah did you get that you, part you said played by kate mckinnon okay yeah, so weird Barbie, her hair is all chopped off and she's her face is all colored on and she's in the split. Which is so accurate. I know. Like I was saying, your one fucked up Barbie that you had was like always literally in the splits for some reason. Like you always just like yeah. your legs apart. And weird Barbie tells her that Barbie is actually being played with by a real life child in the real world. And she has to go and find that child and figure out what's wrong because the child that's playing with her is obviously sad. Oh, I forgot this whole, see, I forgot Barbie is having like thoughts of death and like feeling depressed and self-conscious On for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And she has no idea why, because she's never had thoughts like this ever before in her life. So she realizes she has to go to the real world. So she goes to the real world. Ken sneaks in the back of her car. Ken goes to the real world with her and she's looking for this one kid. This feels like this is going to be very long synopsis. <laughs> this is like too long of a description. <laughs> You're going to really go um, into detail. So anyways, she finds the kid. She realizes that it's actually the kid's mom that's playing with her. And like oh, power no, gets to start no. over. She found out it was her mom who was playing with her. Are, are you kidding? I don't want to keep doing this. <laughs> okay, you just have to finish. You're so close. <laughs> Guys, we're having Wi-Fi struggles. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I said. <laughs> I think you might be good now. Well, what did I, what was the last thing you heard? You found out that it was the mom 
Are you kidding? <laughs> um. Okay. Also, was in the real world, Ken learned up. about the patriarchy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he starts feeling he feels very empowered by like all the men looking at him and nodding at him and he just realizes that men rule the world in the real world not barbie and barbie's starting to feel like she's like i feel an undertone of violence like she feels very uncomfortable some dude slaps her ass like she's like i do not feel safe here what is wrong something is terribly wrong here while ken is like yeah i love this patriarchy i'm gonna go be a doctor anyways barbie finds the person who's playing with her and Ken goes back to Barbie land. Then Barbie goes back to Barbie land after Ken and realizes that Ken has turned all the Barbies into brainwashed. They're brainwashed and the patriarchy has taken over basically. And Ken is trying to turn Barbie land into Kendom. Should she try and start restart her Wi-Fi? I think. I don't know. I already did. Did you restart your Wi-Fi or just your computer? My Wi-Fi. Damn. Yarn. So then Barbie goes back to Barbie land and tries to. That's when it left off. Yeah. <laughs> she sees Barbie the whole patriarchy land that they took over. Yeah. While also like helping Ken to realize that he is not just Barbie's companion. He is Ken. He needs to find what makes him happy what makes him him and then at the very end she realizes after everything she's experienced she can't just be a barbie anymore so the creator of barbie shows up and she asks the creator can i be a human like is that okay with you and then this whole like (laughs) (laughs) the song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been playing in my head this whole time too. <laughs> yeah. they play Billie Eilish's song and it's the cutest montage with real footage of the actual crew and everyone involved in the movies families and friends yeah it's so good also, that part on the park bench or the bus bench when that song when starts playing and she starts realizing like all the em- real emotions that humans have. Like there's a yeah. guy and a girl fighting and there's a guy who's crying, but there's kids playing and laughing and having so much fun. And she's that just like realizing got, yeah. this all at the same time. Yeah. All that fucking song is playing. It's oh, <laughs> so good. It's so good. It's the perfect song. I, like, how do we even start? Do we go in order? Do we just, like, talk about random points? Um, well, my notes are kind of in order. Okay, so we can kind of do that. First of all, did you know that Dua Lipa wrote the song after they already filmed the whole dance? What? They no, had I the love track. that scene. I love that dance so fucking much. Me too. I'm like obsessed with it. And there's like tutorials. I'm like might be doing that later, trying to learn the whole dance. Anyways, <laughs> um, I want to learn it too. They play the video the one at the beginning. Of, um, yeah, yeah, like of the yeah, yeah. Dance. 
That's not a way. Yeah, so she's watching the video, and they have Mark Bronson. Bronson? What is that guy's name? Mark Bronson. Mark Bronson. Yeah, he's like the big music producer. So Mm -hmm. he had like the track, and they played the track over the dancing, and then she's like trying to vibe and like make all the lyrics like after the fact, which I thought was so cool. I did not know that. I fucking so love also, Ken in that scene. First of all, I saw somebody be like, oh, everyone's going to be Barbies for Halloween. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks because, like, you know, I always want, like, a unique costume. But then when everyone's talking about how we could all be out on the streets all dressed as Barbie and be like, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie, and all break out into that dance oh, routine. I love that. <laughs> and everybody could be different be Barbies. Incredible. Exactly. Yeah. I was looking at bride and groom Barbie. <laughs> That would be cute. That would be really cute. Okay. So my first note I took and we we can go back and like talk about the like themes within. So the first thing that I made note of is when Barbie was given the Nobel Peace Prize or something. Or one of the Barbies said, I have no problem expressing logic and emotion at the same time and it does not diminish my power. (laughs) And I was like I mean that I love that because that's something that as women we literally feel like we cannot do. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. like what's so great about Barbie and something that I like want to take from this movie and like do more of. Like be like like I don't know. For women it's so hard to both be emotional and logical or it's not. Yeah. But society tells Everyone us that tells you can't be that. both. Yeah. Which it tells so you you're one, it tells you you're one or the other. And I feel like people are like, okay, you're right-brained or you're left-brained. And that's, like, what people kind of determine, like, who you are as a person. But you're allowed to do, like, all the things. It doesn't have to be, like, one way or another. Yeah. And people say all the time that women are too emotional to be in power or they'll just start a war or whatever when it's literally the complete opposite. Women would do the opposite of just, uh, like – Hello, men are the one who get angry and fucking start fighting. I yeah, think who's more being able to punch a wall? I think being logical and expressing our emotions at the same time is a fucking superpower. There's also an element of just like compassion and empathy. But as a society, we're taught like that we are one or the other. We're not both. Yeah, like it all goes back to the patriarchy and like men's inability to express motion emotions like in a normal way mm-hmm. yeah not that barbie is but anti-men th- either barbie is not at the very end barbie to- gives ken permission to be himself and not just be like beach or this, barbie's ken or like a horse riding like you know like what he turns into at the very end like this masculine gross version of himself yeah i thought that was so funny because it is so true like if an alien came to our world they literally probably wouldn't know if men or horses were in charge because there's always (laughs) horses like attached to everything it's so funny also Um, how they gallop around on the horse stick the head yes stick with the horse head that's so so funny (laughs) but i like the point too like it didn't make I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's only about girls. But it it brought a lot of thought to me about boys and how boys grow up and like what leads them to also be that way of not feeling like they can express emotion and how boys also get like trapped in the patriarchy of feeling like they have to be like toxically masculine Mm -hmm. and also how like 
you can have a son. Like I would hope that if I had a son, I would raise him to have all the same beliefs as me and think of women as like a value and of equal value. Mm -hmm. But then like you send them out into the world and they still learn all that information. And it's kind of like, no matter like what Barbie tried to teach Ken, it's like once he got into the world, you can't stop that information from like hitting them and from them changing. Mm -hmm. I also think that like in that last scene that you're talking about with Barbie telling Ken that I think it's interesting so many of these things are kind of like reciprocate like reciprocal in real like real life Mm -hmm. and so being her being like hey you can be what you want to be you can figure out who you are and define yourself I feel like that's also not just a message for guys but like for girls too because I think so often it's like the message is that you have to be plus one and not just like an individual mm-hmm. yeah and the way that the barbie movie starts out where like men is or ken is just a supporting role and barbie is like the main character and men are so angry about that but that is literally how every big hollywood movie is women are just the supporting women are the ken in 90 percent of movies yeah that did are we talk about the bechdel test last week did i make that up uh i don't think so um, that Bechdel test is like if you look at a movie or book or anything and to be able to pass the test, it has to have two female main characters talking about something other than a boy. And like um, most movies do not pass it. Like all the Harry Potters, wow. most everything doesn't pass it because really? even if there's two girls, they're always talking about a freaking boy. Exactly. That's like it was interesting. Some of these um, this like one podcast I was listening to was kind of criticizing that they don't have a happily ever after. And I was like, but why? Because I think it is a happily ever after. It's kind of nice. Well, no, like the happily ever after, like Barbie and Ken happily ever after. Like they were talking about how that's like destructive to women. And I was like, what? How? I don't think women are own. Yeah, you have autonomy to go out and do what you want to do. And you are able to be an individual. Like you're worth in like who you are as a person and how you're defined doesn't have to be from you being with a man that's not success and I thought it was so interesting that they brought that up in the and they were like young girls shouldn't be seeing that young girls should be seeing this like happily ever after with a man and I was like what because my biggest thing with like the whole movie is that and with people's it's really people's criticism of it is that there is so much rhetoric and messaging of the exact opposite of the movie. So if you have one fucking movie that gives you, hey, you could also do something this way in an alternative, and maybe it's a little bit stronger messaging in the opposite direction, like we kind of need that because all the other rhetoric and messaging and information is the complete opposite. So we do need that difference. In yeah. Opinion. And she found happiness like- completely by herself without yeah. a man. And she was and think about how empowering him. that is. Yeah, because then she can go and find whatever she wants afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I really actually like that they didn't have this like happily ever after as Ken and Barbie together. I also think it just simply had a lot to do with how we played with Barbies and how like as girls we didn't really care about the Kens. And I I was never have I don't even know if I had a Ken. No. I maybe had one. I don't think I had but a I didn't Ken have either. them like be kissing or like in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like my Barbies were scissoring 24-7. <laughs> like I did not have a boy. It wasn't ever like, oh they're getting married happily ever after. So I think yeah. that the movie also played into that of like 
that's not what little girls are doing when they're playing with their Barbies. Yeah, that's so true. My big realization of like one of the main themes of the movie or like one of the main points was all of the Barbies in Barbie land are being played with by little girls who are innocent and believe in good in the world and think that anything is possible and they Mm -hmm. aren't afraid of anything. Like when you're a little kid, everything is so safe and everything is like it is in Barbie land. You think that that's true. But then when Barbie's starting to be played with by an adult who has been beat down by the world and who has been hurt by so much in the world and it has like had so much trauma and stuff, that's when Barbie starts getting depressed and starts feeling her emotions. Mm -hmm. But all the other Barbies are have like a childlike state Mm -hmm. but then barbie starts taking on like human adult emotions and And because when you're when you're little your parents too tell you like you can do anything you can be anything you could be the freaking president if you want to Mm -hmm. and then you get slightly older and you're like there's never been a girl president like can i actually do that like last night we were watching big brother it's like one of my favorite reality shows and last year, a black girl won, and it was the first black girl that's ever won Big Brother, and there's, like, 20-something seasons. It's, like, kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but this season, there's, like, another black girl on, and she was placed for eviction the first week, and mm-hmm. so was the last girl in last season. And Cameron was like, oh, it's, like, really cool that this girl now has proof of, like, this other girl won last year. Like, now I can do it because I saw that. Yeah, And I was like – yeah, think about how we feel as even like about presidents. Like you don't think realistically like I'm going to be the first female president and mm-hmm. then that causes you not to even go for that whatsoever because you're like, well, that's not going to happen. And like we yeah. just don't see examples of that in so many different scenarios where it's like mm-hmm. we don't feel like we have a place there. So mm-hmm. so cool to see like the Supreme Court or like the construction site. Yeah. And she's like, let's fight when she goes to the real world. And she's like, let's go to the construction site. All the girls will be there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just all boys. Yeah. Yeah, they cat call her and stuff. Yeah, that was also... We don't have genitals. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. I saw so much criticism from boys of being like, that's not accurate. Like, that was too intense. That was, like, really dramatized. And they would know, what did they... It was not even dramatized, like, really at all. I think that it is kind of crazy that if people are like, that's dramatized, because it happens every fucking day. Every day. You just walk outside. But they're... Those men go again trying to tell us how we should feel. Yeah, because they don't experience it. They can't. It's a lack of empathy too, I bet. Mm -hmm. Like when they don't have the empathy to even place themselves in our shoes of knowing just being outside alone is scary. Just going for a walk. Yeah, because there are a lot of men who can empathize with us and like to see, like the Barbie movie and like the representation that it brings. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about happily ever after and all of that and that criticism, have you guys heard about the Snow White trauma? Kind of. Mm-mm. So there's a new Snow White like live action movie, and the girl who's they're they're making like a lot of the changes. Actor. First of all, yeah, there's a actress who's playing um, Snow White. And basically in all of her interviews, she's like, I hated Snow White. Like I didn't, I watched like two minutes of the movie when I was little and I hated it. I went on the ride and I hated it. Like she's very publicly like saying how much she hates Snow White and hates that she was saved by a prince and 
Snow White won't be doing that in this movie and she's going to be like girl bossing and not there's not even a prince in the movie whatsoever. And they also changed other things like there's no seven dwarfs. It's like I don't, I don't even know what the things are instead Aww. of seven dwarfs. But there was also like all the like the actual dwarf actor community was like, wait, this was like our one opportunity. <laughs> so, like, we're, like, we've been waiting for this one. But then people are like trying to be politically like correct where they're like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have dwarfs. So I don't know. It's like yeah, very- but dwarfs are a mystical, mythical creature. So yeah, that so maybe- shouldn't be offensive to people. That's true. Or maybe maybe make them not mythical creatures and just regular humans that are dwarves. I don't know. But the happily ever after more. point, I don't love that because like I do, like you're saying, because everything is like that, we do need to have the opposite where there's not a happy ending and they're not all ending up together. But a big part of Barbie that I liked was like that you don't have to be everything and you can just be a normal human and not have all these accomplishments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is still feminism. And so I feel like you can make still a movie where you, like Snow White does and then Happily Ever After and it can still be feminist. Yeah. Meaning like she ends up with a man Happily Ever After or just like hap- like it has Like with ending. a man. Like I don't, I don't think necessarily that we need to change every single already yeah. written story. I no. guess. Well, they're already fully changing it apparently. So yeah, <laughs> that's insane that they're changing it that much. Like, just make a new movie about it. People had a problem with the Little Mermaid ending Mm -hmm. up with a prince, but literally the Little Mermaid is the one who, like, does everything. Like, she saves herself. Yeah. Eric doesn't do shit. Yeah. I I haven't seen that. People are just, like, to be mad about things. Kristen Bell was just on Armchair Expert, and there's this quote from her that I saw on TikTok or something, or on Twitter, and she was like, there are people who are just looking to be angry about things because that's what actually makes them happy Mm -hmm. or so they think, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're always trying to find something to be angry about. It was very interesting when they were having that conversation, though, too, like of say we're in a room all together and we're having a conversation and there's someone in a wheelchair in the room. We would slightly, it's not like we would be saying anything bad about people in wheelchairs or anything like that, but in a way you do kind of, change what you're going to say or the way that you would say things to make that person more comfortable and in a situation like a podcast or like if you're just posting a video online you can't cater to everyone in the room Mm -hmm. because there's thousands or millions of people and you don't Mm -hmm. know all these different life situations that they might be going through I thought that was yeah. so interesting. And that's an annoying thing that happens all the time on TikTok when people reply and say, like, mm-hmm. my grandma's dead on a video with your grandma and stuff. Yeah. Like, if I would have been talking straight to you and I knew your grandma was dead, then I wouldn't be talking about how great my grandma no. is. Yeah. But, like, I'm posting it out to millions of people possibly. So, yeah. Yeah, you really don't know. Another to everybody. The being in the room situation too, I thought it was so interesting that like all of the people, the C-suite at Mattel was like all men and Barbie's like, where are the women? There's (laughs) no women making any decisions about like things for women and just her like pure shock and just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that had to be shocking for her coming from somewhere where women ran everything. Yeah. And it's sad for us in the real world that that's completely normal and we just have accepted it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Of course, and then all Will, men in the boardroom. Yeah. And then Will Ferrell was like, well, we've had two 
over the entire course of like our, you know, the the company's history. And I think it just makes a difference of like how people like even America Refer at the end was like, what about we like have like an ordinary Barbie mm-hmm. and like adding that to the mix. And like that's maybe something that like could have helped thousands of women if there was the ordinary Barbie sooner. But yeah, since it's all men making the decisions on that, they don't have the differences of opinion and different ideas coming in yeah I wonder if a lot of the body like inclusion and everything of all that criticism that Barbie got a few years ago and when they started releasing like the different body shapes of Barbie I wonder how much of that just had to do with no women working for the company and the guys are like we just want the skinny Barbies with the big boobs yeah I never thought about it that way at the end of the day Barbie is also a doll so I don't know what they expect Mm-hmm. the body shape to be like yeah but it's interesting because I remember my brother literally did write his master's like an essay in college about Barbie and about like the like actual measurements and how that couldn't ever actually be a real human like they, mm-hmm. she would fall over it's not even correct proportions or anything like that mm-hmm. was such yeah. a big thing so I don't know it's interesting to see how it changed and that's what that girl in the podcast the criticism which I literally didn't even think of is she talked about how, like, is this also just a big rebrand for Mattel? Like, to be able to change the image of Barbie and promote consumerism almost again. And now her kids are like, I need the Barbie Jeep and I need the Barbie dress and I need the Barbie purse and I need all of these things now. When before Barbie was kind of on like the downslide and people were like, not really into but it. what's wrong with wanting those things i loved barbie growing up yeah. i wanted all the barbie things so what's wrong with rebranding yeah. and now seeing this movie and then being like oh i want the margot robbie barbie and i want the ryan gosling ken like that's fun yeah, like why can't little things. girls yeah. have those things but the other thing too is why can't a brand learn and grow and change yeah. their image if they they know that they have improvements to make, like we should let them make those improvements, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, if they want to rebrand Barbie to make sure that everyone knows it's like empowerment, then why the fuck not? That's yeah. okay, I think, to to make a mistake and then change your mind and figure out how to learn and grow and adapt. And yeah, that's and then- good marketing. It's good business. It's good for people. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing to change that up. Mm-hmm. even if it is going to make them money mm-hmm. and they like I think them kind of like shitting on themselves in the movie or just being more honest with it or saying yeah we've only had two female like heads of the company mm-hmm. that helped them a lot I think like I think that that will make people think more highly of Mattel rather than yeah. like if they weren't even in it or they tried to make themselves look really good in the movie yeah totally yeah Will Ferrell was so funny too in that yeah. scene in the cubicles while they're where they're chasing her. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was so, so good because I mean obviously it's not like super realistic but it was just hilarious it was like very campy and yeah it was just so funny and then like that run face to face and scream <laughs> and then like run past each other like it was just so good it was really yeah. good and they were what literally were making thoughts? so much fun of all of those higher up guys at Mattel yeah. like they were all so stupid yeah <laughs> yeah that was funny with like the whole key card and like they couldn't yes. figure it out and like Will Ferrell like dropped it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that like made me feel some type of way was like when Barbie came back and everything was like Kendom and just like seeing other women with like 
just kind of this brainwash thing. And it just really reminded me of like, okay, this is something that we kind of experience on a regular basis. Like whenever something happens and we're like, wait, what the fuck just happened with the Supreme Court? Like what just like got overturned? Like all of these things. And I don't know. It just like really got me in that moment because it was like so shocking to Barbie. She's like, why would this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to deal with that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And just the kind of the difference. I think the like difference in the worlds and being able to see like, okay, what it would be like and then what reality is. I think that was like such a huge picture that they painted of like the mass difference between the two type of worlds. Yeah. And how when Barbie was in charge, it, Ken's weren't less than. They were just mm-hmm. doing their own thing. They weren't they weren't their servants or anything. Mm-hmm. And it is so true. Like now as a girl, you I don't know what that comes from of like feeling like, oh, I need to make him lunch or like I'm going to serve them drinks when like we have guests over. Like where does that come from? Because I I even am like that. Like I like being like a homemaker kind of or like I – when our friends come over and stuff, I like serving things. (laughs) I mean from the start of time, like men have written women as – the you know servers like yeah oh that it the whole movie also really made me think of religion and yeah the bible and how literally in the bible men come from women and like we're not our own things like we're created from a man in the bible and mm-hmm. i think that that makes the whole society look at us as less than when like and not our own beings kind of yeah yeah, and men and are always in charge of, of our stories. Yeah. 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 And also <laughs> you look at just the, like, ability to kind of, like, help change women's minds, too, was not – when they were changing them, they weren't, like, trying to put them down and have a conversation about how they're stupid and mm-hmm. they don't know anything. But they were, like, how can we, like, change the narrative to make sure that you feel empowered and then you have the like ability to change your mindset and I think that's a really powerful thing that like there are a lot of women that still feel in that way and that that's the right way to do things and that's how like things are supposed to go but us being like no you're stupid and which I think a lot of girls do is like you're stupid why would you do that and you could change the conversation and narrative about like okay actually you can be more empowered and you can make your own decisions type of thing Mm mm-hmm yeah, and the whole getting older thing like that you're saying about the girl on the bus stop when she's just like, I know, when she tells I her that it. she's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I love that. It was just so simple. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I put, wrote down this quote, which I'm not sure if this is exactly right, but I think they were talking in Mattel. They were talking about Barbie, and they said something like, when you think of Sparkle, what else do you think of? Female age female ageism like how females we like are so ageist Mm -hmm. against females as females Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I just thought that was a funny quote but it's crazy that we're like that and that that starts or even like if you think of growing up on magazines I just remember all the covers of magazines would be like this actress gained five pounds or look at how bad she looks in her bikini on the beach or look at the cellulite like with circles around it and stuff like no wonder that we thought that those things were bad or that gaining weight was bad or well even now how like 
female celebrities have a shelf life and it's like oh she looks old now either she looks old or she looks like she did a lot of work to her face Both yes that's exactly wrong. what I was gonna say but men they're <laughs> the like work. oh look at George Clooney at 70 he looks Paul so Rudd. hot yeah like yeah. it's just like it's so they never sexist. comment that Paul Rudd or, in, or Brad Pitt or any of those men have gotten work done but like J-Lo Jennifer Aniston they're always like what's your secret Mm-hmm. Like what have yeah, you done? You look way much. Man, you look so young. What's your skincare routine? They would never ask Paul Rudd that. Like you know, no. like that is kind of crazy. That is actually I've never really thought about that. But yeah, that's ridiculous. But that's like what I was thinking about the whole surgery thing because I think even in the magazines, it was such a big thing to like catch someone who got surgery mm-hmm. done. Yeah, to make themselves look different or like younger, and it's like okay, so you don't like the way they look, but when they go and try and change it, it's also problematic too. Exactly. Do you think that us trying to look younger like feeds into that? Like like how you were saying that when you saw the filter and stuff, you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to be at this place. I don't want to look like probably, that. It's like- probably um, internalized ageism that we're like grown up with because yeah, yeah when I see like I'm 30 and when I start seeing like a new wrinkle on my face or like a gray hair I'm like holy shit no but also that comes from like I don't w- I want to be young forever like I still want to be 20 like I don't want to mm-hmm. get old and I have this like fear of like getting old and dying mm-hmm. but also yeah I'm like you that wrinkle is ugly I need Botox so I can yeah. look pretty yeah I would which is probably some a- internalized issue Maybe a big thing of that though too is that it's just not represented very well. Like old women are not no, yeah. represented no, in, like, in like a glamorous way. And the same thing I think goes with like seeing different body types. Like now when you go into the mall, I just like went into the mall for the first time like a month or so ago and you see all different types of mannequins and that's now normal. But like even before I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting like to see a bigger mannequin. But now mm-hmm. it's like, thank, thank you for like mm-hmm. having – such a wide range of sizes shown. That's just yeah, kind of every time we see a woman looking older, it's ugly. Like the yeah, it's always the rhetoric negative. around it is she looks bad, she looks old. So obviously, when I see yeah. that on my own face, I'm going to think that too. Like right yeah. now, I cannot think of one example of an older celebrity where it's not, oh, she looks so young because she's gotten work done, and it's just a normal grandma looking older celebrity besides like Betty White I feel I like Diane Keaton oh Diane has Keaton. been glamorized yeah um but That's I don't I have no idea about like her work Martha Stewart uh, or like oh my God, Martha Mom Stewart on um what magazine <gasps> was she on in the bikini yes she and looked great though on like Chelsea she Handler's didn't... podcast that was good okay maybe there's some examples <laughs> but also she her face like was flawless but yeah, that that's was still kind of cool to see. Ever seen normal older ladies in like no. your friends' grandmas and your own grandmas? Like I don't, you don't just or like people on the street, not celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. That's so Maybe weird. We start like a whole getting older. I can't, but I, I am not the first one who's gonna be able to like embrace that though. <laughs> like that's gonna. Well, have I to think come maybe like Jen I love the. I think Gen X will not just – I feel like a lot of – I mean, our grandparents' generations and stuff, they were told, like, once you start looking old, you know, cover it up Mm -hmm. and, you know, go away. You're old. Mm -hmm. 
go hide. We don't want to see you anymore. Society doesn't want you anymore. But like, I feel like the younger generations are going to be like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm still wearing my bikinis. Yeah. And I'm still going to yeah. dress cute. And I'm still going to have my long, pretty hair. I don't care. I was just I'm talking 16. to my sister about that on vacation. Because like when our grandma was 50 something, 60 something, like she already had the short mm-hmm. hair. Like they looked well, that older. Was in they style dressed back then. older. Was that it? It was just like the cool thing. But they looked older. Like I feel like now you're right. Like people will keep long hair. Mm -hmm. They'll probably keep dyeing their hair, keep dressing in like a younger fashion, I guess. Yeah. And I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like also some – also it's always women shaming women, but some women will be like, you know, Grace age – age – or whoa, Grace – age graceful (laughs) – it's crazy. Yeah. You know, like you have gray hair, like hair dye is bad for you, makeup is bad for you, Botox is bad for you. But it's like if that makes me happy, I mean that's one of the things I yeah. like about being a girl. I like yeah. dressing cute and I like wearing makeup and I like skincare and I like dyeing my hair and getting my yeah. hair cut. Like Yeah, and there shouldn't be a problem with that. But then how do we balance that with like breaking the cycle in a way of like but we were also talking about this on vacation of like I of course heard like my mom and my aunt talking about their bodies and anytime you compliment them they're like no that's not true or ew I'm gross but yeah. constantly 24-7 they're telling me how cute I am and how mm-hmm. tiny I am and all of these other things and I was like what did grandma used to say like in front of you guys yeah. and they mm-hmm. were like oh 24-7 she was talking about her body and pinching her fat and pointing out cellulite and all of these things. And I'm sure my grandma's mom was doing the same thing. So it's like, I really, 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 really want to try to not do that in front of my children. But then it's hard, like when you actually do have those feelings or with things like Botox or makeup or skincare, it's like, those things aren't bad. But then that is showing that is telling your child in a way like Botox is be- like, it's better to look younger. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. That's a hard, yeah. I feel like being a mom is just like the hardest thing ever, right? mm-hmm. which was also right. really shown in this movie. And I cried telling my mom the quote of it says, <laughs> I literally am going to cry. Us mothers stand still so that way our daughters can look back and see how far they've come. And like yeah. that is so true and crazy. And like how you were just saying that you really put your full self and lose yourself into mm-hmm. parenting. And you yeah. My mom didn't really do that, so that's good. Yeah, I think that's a great example to have. Yeah. What well, other things you have written down? Yeah. What else? Um. This goes along with like everything that we've been talking about, but when Barbie's crying and saying that she does, she doesn't feel pretty or smart or good enough for anything. That scene was also so good. And then America Ferreira says her like speech about how women have to be this and that all at the same time, and it's never good enough. And it's just so true. Like people can make fun of the speech or whatever but like people make fun of the speech oh yeah that i think that was a lot of claudia's criticism was like just that it's like cringy kind of or whatever but if you look at it written down you're like okay that's all true those are all factual information Mm -hmm. or like i saw a girl make a video yesterday about being a mom and like how 
if a mom is like on her phone with the kid, it's like she's a distracted mom. But if the dad's on his yeah. phone with the kid, it's like, oh, he's a good dad. He's watching the kid. Or mm-hmm. yeah. how people say that dad's babysit. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, that, yeah. that's just your kid. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I saw that same video. That was like really powerful because she was the, was the one that was it the one that she was like dressing up as a guy? Yeah, like yeah. The dad and then, yeah. That was oh my good. God, that's funny. It was really good, it, but it's so true. It's like all, it's all true. I definitely was impacted by that scene too, just of like not being able to feel good enough. But it was interesting because I think like when she, again, the difference of like when she was in Barbie land before she'd gotten out to the real world, like those pressures and those thoughts weren't really there. And then now she's like, seeing the weight of the world and like how things are she has like all these outside pressures of like oh but I'm actually not good enough I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to like do these things mm-hmm. and yeah it makes you feel better a little bit that everyone feels the same way but then it also kind of feels yeah. really discouraging to me of like how do we even begin to fix it yeah, yeah. more movies like this I agree yeah I just think it's crazy to me though that like the some of the criticisms of it are that like one of the other ones was like that it it doesn't need to be like emasculating and that feminism is like about equality of like females and males but there's so much inequality for females that like I think it's okay if we have one movie or like in a fictional world in a fictional world that's just like more catered towards women and just like hyping them up more and showing them like what's possible and what they're able to do and accomplish. And it's okay if it leans a little bit more pro female and everything, because we don't have that shit as examples in our lives. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay if there's a few things that are just a little bit skewed for us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's quite discouraging. Like just people's idea of feminism like I think just genuinely a lot of people don't understand the definition like our friend Aaron I like to debate with him all the time and Cameron hates it but like to him when he thinks of a feminist he pictures like a girl with purple hair all like fuck men men are the worst Mm -hmm. blah 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 and like when I told him several years ago like literally feminism just means that we are equal (laughs) He's uh-huh. like, no, like that's not true. I'm like, e- no, that's the simple definition. <laughs> it's just that yeah. we're equal. Like, it's not that we're supreme. And I think that I also saw a video the other day of like, um, talking about like if it if we had a matriarchal society versus patriarchal and how men view that of oh then just all the girls will be in charge and we'll have it the opposite way where guys are less than and everything yes. and it's like that's not how a matriarchal no. society would be it'd be like the girl was saying like mothers are the center and we all care about the children that's a focus for everyone so it's just just more loving and understanding of everyone like it's so those men in power that's so fucking true maggie of the like they think it would be just flipped but it wouldn't that would not be the goal the goal would be to make it equal yeah so they're literally admitting that women that's what they think (laughs) and they don't want to be in that position (laughs) yes yes that's so fucked also look at the other countries like fucking england like i'm sure they still have feminism issues and whatnot but it's like there's a lot of matriarchal societies in the world currently would that still be 
How does that work? What like when mean? there are like in like the queen and everything like that's very matriarchal and oh the... but they're still a patriarchy yeah like how does that work yeah. like when it is still a patriarchy but there are like sweden there's a whatever they're called prime minister yes prime minister female prime minister i don't really know i don't think it really changes much yeah it just means that that's there's another person out there's still the 50 table. men around yeah. That the one, one woman. woman. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, though. Like, the biggest thing with, and I took this um, course or like seminar thing um, with my old company on hiring people. And the biggest way to just get more diversity and like more inclusion is just to make sure that you're like looking at more people. And, like, that more people feel that they have the opportunity to be in that room. So even if, like, you are still, like, interviewing 10 men, interviewing 10 women is very important so that you have, like, all sorts of opportunities. But those 10 women need to feel like that they have an opportunity in that room with that job and in that position. And so I think it's, like, both ways where you have to, like, open up the doors and show show women that there's, like, those opportunities for them. But then also make sure that there's – the people that are looking at it are looking across the board too. So I hope that, 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 I don't know, with the movie, maybe more people will feel like that they have the opportunity Mm -hmm. and possibility of like being in the rooms that they want to be in. Yeah. Cause unfortunately now I still feel like it's like when they do include women or people of color or anything, it's just like the token girl or token Mm -hmm. black person. Yeah, It really is the token. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so interesting though. Like, how can they make those jobs too more inviting to women? Because I'm telling you what, like the VP job, when I was like listening to like all the things my VP had to do, I was like, there's no fucking way I want to do that job. Like mm. I do not want to spend that much time away from my family. I don't want to be like working this much, you know, time. So like, how are there ways that like you can put things in a place where like there is more of a balance for that is women true. to take that opportunity. Yeah. Because they don't I, even make it attractive to women. Yeah, it is seeing it, like being able to see the examples, but then also like you're saying, all those positions are fit for men when we do need to have more maternity leave or things based around our cycles or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like it does need to be different. Like we need a kind of a boost to become equal. Yeah. What else do you guys have? Billie Eilish's song. I just like all the lyrics. Yeah. I really can't. Oh my god, I know. Um <laughs> the birds like I think I forgot to be happy, something I'm not, but something I can be. That's just how I feel in all my depression eras. I know, me too. I love that, like, that line. I think I forgot to be happy, something I'm not, but something I can be. How to be happy. Oh yeah, how to be happy. I think I forgot Everybody. how to be happy. And then the other one is, I'm sad again. Don't tell my boyfriend he's not made for. Oh, that's not what he's made for. Um, and I think that is such a thing that girls experience also is like we are looked at as so emotional or you're being dramatic or you're being mm-hmm. crazy or you're starting fights or whatever it might be. And like as girls, then you're not supposed to go to your boyfriend for that or whatever. It's like you need to go to other girls. They don't to understand, understand it either. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what's kind of crazy with, like, us suppressing so many of our emotions is we haven't ever learned how to fucking regulate them. 
So now we have this exactly. emotion because we pressed it down. And then now we have an emotion now and we're like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? Yeah. Like it and same with boys. so catastrophic. Well, it's because with- the patriarchy is telling us not to express our emotions because then you're mm-hmm. being um, hysterical and, you know, that's not helpful to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's all coming from the patriarchy. I definitely felt that, like, probably in middle school or, like, late elementary school going to middle school of just those, like, little things of feeling like you had to be less girly or, like, I remember being, like, I don't like pink anymore. Like, mm-hmm, I was, like, too. I like blue. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but I love pink. Like, how could I ever yeah. not like pink? Yeah. Um, like, just little things like that or pretending to like certain things because the boys liked it or mm-hmm. all of that. It's, like, why? Why did we Skateboarding. do that? Oh, I bought a skateboard. <laughs> I bought a skateboard. <laughs> I rode it for about one day. <laughs> Me too. That's so funny. That's so we did, funny. Like a whole I was like in Ireland with my sisters and we were staying at one of our friends' houses and the neighborhood boy like left his skateboard outside and they like went on vacation. So we like taught ourselves how to skateboard. <laughs> I love and that. of course like I was in charge of like the skateboard camp and I was like teaching everyone. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was yeah. like, I will be the coach. Like I, I will tell you that. every time yeah, anytime you're doing something as a kid, it's like, okay, well this I'm is in charge. class. Yeah, I'm the coach. <laughs> this is class. You guys are the students. Okay. Oh, <laughs> That's so true. I had like <laughs> ramping up for this like fake tournament. Oh my god, that's so fun! That Did you make you like a kid. jumps or anything, or are you just going straight um, down the street? <laughs> no, we were literally just going straight down the street, and like maybe every once in a while we were trying to do like the flip kick or like you know where you jump and you like turn it over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or Staying on was an accomplishment. Down and spin it. Yeah. I had a Call of Duty era with my first boyfriend, that's where I was so like, funny. I like Call of Duty. <laughs> With the deep voice, you didn't even go for like the high. I like Call of Duty. I probably did, <laughs> but like just so many things that you just fake. But did you guys? I was gonna ask you, like, did you? Was Barbie your number one thing, like, or Bratz, Polly Pocket? Like, what was your actual favorite? Barbie. Barbie. Mine was I never had Bratz doll or Polly Pocket. Really. Maybe I well, guess my mom did not the like the brats just because of the name. Did you guys know? Like, are you you are not allowed to have a brats doll? <laughs> that the girls at the table and Barbie were all named after the brats dolls. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, like That's at the lunch home. table, that daughter she has one of the brats names, and then all of her friends at the table when Barbie comes up to them at lunch, they're all named after all the brats dolls. Oh, that's funny. Yes, yeah, brats came out that. when I was older. I had a few yeah, brats, I, but I think I wasn't a lot. They were like, I think my dad thought they were like slutty. <laughs> yeah. They had big lips. So, you know. yeah. I thought it was interesting how they like showed, like they used Sasha to show the depiction of like what Barbie's, I guess, percept or like everyone's perception of Barbie is in like the mm-hmm. real world. Yeah. And how she's like, what are you talking about? That's not at all what it's supposed to be. I loved that. Right. And, and that's what the real I also world think like changed it to be when it that was yeah. never the intention or what they even thought Barbie was supposed to represent. Yeah. But then like also again, just like how her mind was changed was not from like force or like telling her that she was wrong or that she was mean or anything like that. Again, it mm-hmm. was just like that open inviting conversation and 
I think that's again like just another representation of like we can't win against this sort of thing by like insulting and being mean to like other women and other girls Mm -hmm, like we mm -hmm. have to like bring them in and have like open conversations and I think that's another big theme throughout definitely is we all need to be nice to each other yeah I think and just like fucking sympathetic and empathetic about situations like there's just so much too often it's always about like this misunderstanding of what actually happened mm-hmm. and it's just continuously tearing people down and apart yeah and we're like pitted together a lot but it's also i think a lot of it comes from jealousy too of like when people are judgmental towards other girls i think a lot of it is like oh i want that whatever she might have yeah. mm-hmm. but it, i've seen it happen a, lot a of few girl times hate. i know i've seen it happen a few times like on instagram where like somebody I is just misunderstood or like I don't really know exactly all the things that happen, but like they just go they flip a 180 and they're so nasty and mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why? What did that do for you? Like how did that help you? How did that help anybody? Yeah. And what was the goal of it? Because there's room for everyone. And did you guys see that pod cl- podcast clip of like that older woman talking about Yes. Micro influencers. Oh, I thought you're recap like, of you're what you said. That made me so fucking riled up. I know. How Shut the fuck the do you think up. you start? <laughs> so this girl, she's like, basically also, saying, we have to explain what she was saying. It was like yeah. it's a barstool <laughs> podcast, right? Ew, I think so. She oh, was like basically just saying that people who make videos as a micro influencer when you're getting 20 views is embarrassing and you shouldn't do it. Basically, just making fun of people. Yeah, if you talk like you're an influencer but you have no followers she's like you have like 2,000 followers who are you even talking to also imagine being in a room with fucking 2,000 people Uh that I would have the shits (laughs) but also like why are you discouraging somebody from doing something they enjoy or putting Mm -hmm. themselves out there whatever it is scary people that then the number of people that saw that fucking clip and then they had to like internalize that and be like oh Maybe I should quit now, but like mm-hmm. they could be the next millionaire because mm-hmm. they started talking to their 20 followers or the mm-hmm. 20 people watching their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think people who want to start being influencers, a lot of the scared judgment, like I hear that from Dong Mom Club a lot, is the yeah. fear of other girls' judgment, mm-hmm. not even like yeah. about it boys. Is. Yeah. It's insane. And it's also just like people are so fucking quick to be like, you're infringing on my like whatever mm-hmm. and nine times out of ten there's you're not fucking original mm-hmm. like everyone is kind of thinking the same thoughts and like that's what makes you connected to other people for and sure it's too often that it's like she's copying me she's doing this did you like, see the, she's trying to take my space and i'm like no did she's you see not. the diy tiktoker drama yet you gotta go into it no okay so there's this one DIYer. her name is tay bop and she even has like this wallpaper like she um they do like the um what's the serotonin decor or whatever like she decorates with strawberry stools and like colorful couches and she paints her wall really crazy and it's really pretty Mm -hmm. and cool and she's like really known in this space as like a creative and a designer and she has a wallpaper line or she has a wallpaper line with another company whatever 
then there's this other girl, Karin, who's growing and she has probably the same amount of followers as her and she's growing really quickly on TikTok and she's doing all these cute, like she makes cereal ball cereal bowls and puts them on her wall and squiggly lines on her walls and colorful blah 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 whatever so tay bebop made this video with screenshots and screen recordings talking about how this girl karen is straight up copying her and there are all these things that are like very small like oh it could be copy maybe not like i did a squiggly line and then she did a green squiggly line in her kitchen and i painted my living room blue and green and then she painted her pitch kitchen blue and green and then she's like and see this screenshot right here that's my wallpaper and she has my wallpaper on her wall it's like oh my god she supported you and put your fucking wallpaper on her wall and so everybody was like she thought she was like gonna get so many people replying to this video being like oh my god yeah girl she's copying (laughs) you blah 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 and everybody's like oh shoot i'm sorry that like you did all these trends from pinterest and now somebody else is doing them and you're accusing them of copy like i'm sorry i wanted to paint my kitchen blue and and green yeah am i allowed to do that like am i are are you will you give me permission to copy you blah 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 and i was like it was ridiculous and she posted an apology like a week later and yeah and it was just like i I don't think she's posted since but the wallpaper brand took cut ties with her like they're not selling her wallpaper anymore yay um i haven't checked in on her in a while but everybody was like backing this girl karen and they were like karen is the sweetest person i've ever seen like we love her so much and like it went off really well for this girl karen and like really bad for this girl tay and it was just like I was like so invested in all this drama. It was crazy. Dang, but Trisha, again, it's another like if, why like, can't a woman be successful in the DIY space? Like that should be amazing that she's getting inspiration yeah. from you because ideas always come from someone else. Tay's ideas came from someone else. So yeah. Karin getting inspiration from Tay is also fine. Like And also like did they did she even try and like have a fucking conversation with this car and girl? Probably not. She, like, she apparently told her to stop copying her at some point and then Tay kept finding evidence as to Karn copying her, which I don't think is even true. And then also- Tay blocked her and then posted this video. Oh, yeah, that's so that she wouldn't see it. So Karn was like, People are messaging me. I haven't seen the video because she blocked me, but and then she like tried to explain her side. <laughs> It's also very interesting, though, that you, like, either if they had a conversation or they didn't have a conversation, like, you are spending so much of your time and energy worrying about this other girl instead Mm -hmm. of innovating and just focusing and staying in your own lane. Yeah, how much time did she take to go through all of her content? So much fucking time. That's insane. Yeah. I get feeling like you're being copied. Yeah. Sucks. That feeling does yeah. suck. But yeah. Trisha Paytas made a video and she was like, I want to be an influencer, but I want to influence everyone but you. <laughs> like you just, she was like, copying. That was because point. of the DIY. Yeah, yeah, drama. yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it yeah. is so true. Like you you're being an influencer. You're doing mm-hmm. DIYs to show like to get other people, people how to, to do, do it. it. Exactly. That makes no sense. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> and but I was thinking like how we were talking about once you kind of do have a following, like you start to understand more the misunderstandings that people have about you or the comments that people make towards you. And then I think like when we're scrolling and we have any feeling of like 
judgment or something like I try to check myself of being like well why why am I feeling that or why am I Mm -hmm. assuming that and then like actually checking it out and realizing that my assumption was like not even true but I was Mm -hmm. surprised because this girl that has like over 500,000 followers left a hate comment on one of my videos on TikTok and said that I take horrible care of the dogs and I was like never that's so just interesting like that she has a lot of followers and she probably gets things like that like usually when I get hate comments it's from like a random person unknown yeah it's like oh thank you I'm gonna go watch one of your 60 second videos and make a judgment on you as well so thanks for that like she said it because I cut Finn's nail when he was a puppy she said that was so traumatizing for him yeah, you're like, I was traumatized too. That's that's what I said in the video. And she was like, it was more traumatizing for him than you. It doesn't matter to you. Take better care of your animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, it still affected me four years later. Blocked. I cannot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Oh, I loved at the end of the movie, like how she just wants to go to the guy now. And, like, she's mm-hmm. not trying to be president or something crazy like that. Like, she's just trying to be a girl. Yeah, I think yeah. that was important to show Figuring that, like, out. you're doing enough uh-huh. just by, like, you don't have to be going for a job interview. Like, yeah, you thought she was going to go do something super important. And she's like, I'm here to see my gynecologist. Like, yeah, it's something that we want to avoid and something that, like, we don't talk about. And so... And it's something that's normal and all women do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, ordinary Barbie, like going yeah. back to that, like it's okay to just want to be a mom or to just want to, you know, get through the day. Like that's okay too. Yeah, exactly. And that goes into like women's health and how like we're not educated about anything about women or like on Armchair Expert, they were talking about, well, just like how so many medicines and everything have not been tested on women. All of these studies and stuff were not done on women. Um, like I think he said Ambien is like over two times stronger in girls than it is for boys. And it wasn't tested on girls. So like at first they were just having fucking way stronger effects. And oh it was God. like a big issue. But like mm-hmm. there's so many things like that where the world is just not built for us. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy to see like that people don't see that. Mm-hmm. yeah what was your favorite part of the movie hmm. i mean it was also so funny i know I was yeah. like, like, I was I laughing loved alan oh my god when uh yeah. ryan or ken when barbie said that she wanted to hang out with ken and he went around and was like sublime <laughs> yeah, that, that was like funny. the only part where i like laughed out loud like it was so unexpected and random and he said that wasn't in the script too. like he just did that off the cuff yeah apparently he was just like improving and he kept going back and like saying different things and Margot was like cracking up because he was just like <laughs> testing so out different things i want they should have that should be deleted scene or like a blooper i want to see all the things that he said so funny i love too like in all their interviews you can tell that margo like that he's ryan gosling to her like you Mm -hmm. can tell like when she talks about past him and stuff that she kind of had a crush on him or like Uh use him as ryan gosling (laughs) he was so good though also like whenever barbie would be like fine but don't go far and he'd be like i'm not like he was like acting like a little kid okay fine like (laughs) it was so just so good 
he's so ken and i saw i read an article yesterday like he didn't want to wear a wig and like felt like a wig was uncomfortable and like mm-hmm. they went into dyeing both of their hairs and like how with margot robbie they literally changed the tone of the blonde of her yeah. hair throughout the whole movie based on mm-hmm. her outfits and I like saw that with too. ryan gosling they were originally gonna make it more kind of like his natural hair and then they were like he didn't he was like too handsome like they wanted him to look more like a doll Mm, and just yeah. how it like they said his hair took to bleach very well so he didn't need to wear a wig someone just rang that's really funny <gasps> scary i don't like that i can't answer maybe it was just what was your favorite part brett yes i think i liked when they were like all teaming up together to change yeah the minds and they like involved the weird Barbie in the process, yeah. and like she had a role and was really important. Yeah, Kate McKinnon is so good. She's so she funny. She was so funny. It was they just like so every funny line was just like a part of the female experience that not everyone would understand. Like it, the yeah. whole movie, like every laugh I had, it like made me feel understood. I guess like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I don't know how Greta put in so many different aspects of the female experience into one movie. She is a genius. Do you know how long she was like working on it? It was for a lo- long time because it was there was like other people supposed to play Barbie and stuff. Uh huh. I don't know. I do like when they inserted um, when Barbie was like. I'm so ugly. And then, like, the narrator came on. And she's like, um, Margot Robbie's the wrong person to cast to make you feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I love that. I love when they break the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. There was so – and Alan was so funny. So I good. don't fucking remember an Alan Barbie. Like, I think it was, like, in the 60s Is he a real something. thing? Yes, and oh, it yeah. literally just it says – continued it, didn't it? Yeah, because it was kind of gay. It just says Ken's buddy. Ken share all of Ken's clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like fits and Alan was like Ken's obsessed clothes. with Ken. Like he yeah. literally was Ken's buddy. <laughs> That's so funny. The I cast also, like, was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I realized the other like discontinued Barbies either. Like the pregnant one. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, I fucking remember having a pregnant Barbie. I'm pretty sure. I, I had. A, I, I think I had so. I could have. I could be making this up, but like, I'm pretty sure one. I didn't have one, but I'm pretty sure one of my friends did. I could obviously be making this up, but I'm like pretty sure someone. I don't one. remember where it was like the baby in it, but I remember a pregnant Barbie. Like it was oh, closed. I think they. Yeah, I think that was what it was. People are like showing the wrong thing with the baby in the belly. Well, that was a thing, actually but a that was like in the 60s or 70s or something. That's what the character was. The, what is her name? Midge? Midge, yeah. But that That's was a very great... set 50s name. <laughs> it is. Like all the details that every outfit was an actual Barbie outfit mm-hmm. was so cool. Like that, just all the details with the costume and the set. And like when they're throwing over the clothes, it's just that all of those are actual pieces. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was so pretty. So good. Oh, how like Barbie is able to talk to Ken without like having to tiptoe and worry about hurting his feelings. Like when she's having girls night and Ken's like, can I please stay? And she's like, no, you need to leave. Like leave. Yeah. 
and he was like I did like like that was nice love that yeah like we don't have that (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just something as simple as that like as women we I mean we put up with so much shit because we don't want to hurt people's feelings Mm -hmm. so like as women most of the time if a guy's begging to stay at our house like we would say yes because we don't want to deal with you know them getting angry at us or but then in the opposite scenario when boys 24 7 are like I'm having boys night bye (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's what like some of like this uh podcast I was listening to was like having a problem with like she was like there's like elements of emasculation I'm just like but again, like what we don't see that represented. We don't see it represented that someone's like holding strong to their boundaries and feeling confident mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, how is so that emasculating? And it was just the opposite. It's proving the point. Like mm-hmm. them yeah. thinking that it's demasculating is proving the point because yeah. all they did was flip the roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's and there's just other things throughout the movie that they were talking about, and I was just like, I just, I don't know. It was very intriguing. Wait, I like what podcast was like, this? It was, I think it's like feminist as fuck. I do like a lot of her stuff, but this episode, I was it's just interesting like, that it was a feminist podcast. I also think podcast. it's, that's it's upsetting interesting to me. too because I think that she's talking from a different lens of a very confident, like in her power person and then seeing this. And I understand why she might have like a different perspective, but the majority of people are not in her position mm-hmm. where they are not confident. They don't feel in their power and they feel they don't, they've never been told that they can do these things. And so I think her lens is a little bit skewed. And For maybe, sure. you know, again, again, maybe this is me just being like, okay, you're talking to your subset of your community that is going to resonate with that. And it's a fucking movie. Um, yeah, that yeah. is true, though, of, like, even we're very white, privileged girls of even our level of being suppressed is a lot less than for many other girls in the world. So yeah. I'm sure she, from her perspective, is, like, slightly saying it differently. Did you see that influencer girl that, like, got canceled when she posted a video? Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the day Barbie came out or the day after or something. And she was mm-hmm. she's young. I don't know her name, but she's, like, definitely got to be in college or something. But she was like, I didn't like it, and I wish oh, that the Alabama girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah. I wish that Ken and Barbie would have like got had a happily ever after, and like all this stuff. And she just got a bunch of hate. But again, that is where like hating her isn't fucking changing her mind. No, and mm-hmm. it's just making her feel like shit. So canceling her is just stupid because mm-hmm. it d- gets us nowhere. Yeah, that's extremely true. <laughs> and if we would have come at it with love and been like hey girl you can believe that but also okay. just so you know you I think she just wanted a different after. Barbie movie like she just wanted a different like yeah, of the characters which is fine. And- we'll go watch the cartoons then yeah exactly yeah. can we talk about how there's gonna be a Mattel theme park opening in Phoenix with a Barbie dream house and I will be going oh, really let's go we can I'm make so, so excited there I like wonder. Do you think it'll be like a Disneyland castle? Like, how much do you no think idea. you'll be able to go through the actual house? I uh, you better be able to go through it. Otherwise, what's the point? I know. Like, I no. hope it's kind of like Toontown. Yeah, that would be so cool. I didn't realize they were doing that. Yeah, and they're doing like a. What are the cars it be called? Cool. Oh, Matchbox. No. 
Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Yeah. There's like a Hot Wheels roller coaster and stuff. And like there's some water thing. They have like a live camera of them building it. <laughs> but I think it's not open for like maybe even 2025 or something. Better be cool. I hope so. I feel like that'll bring a lot of tourism to Arizona, I don't know, but it seems hot. <laughs> Barbie Beach House. Oh, it says, enjoy signature pink beverage on the third story rooftop of the Barbie Beach House. Stop. I, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> we need to wear like cute outfits. I need to get some Barbie merch. Oh, I'm so excited for that. A fucking pink drink on the rooftop of a Barbie Beach house. Um, I hope it's not too expensive also, to go. I know. I hope not. I just looked up the board of directors and everything for Mattel. Mm-hmm. No girls. <laughs> <laughs> There's still very few. <laughs> like in the executive office for it, there's one female. Wow. Damn. And they were straight up about that. There's (laughs) there's the board of directors, at least there's five females out of 11. That's pretty good. Very interesting. Wow. Um, The Barbie Dream House better be cool. That was my favorite present. Like, as a child, my Barbie Dream House. I never got a dream house. I used my like dollhouse as a dream house. I made it was like a dollhouse. I don't my whole bedroom their house. Like I'd be like, this is oh, that's amazing. Like, make the living room and my the room. my friend. Uh, what did they use? I think they used shoe boxes and they made I their that own too. dream house, and it was so fucking cool. Like they had so an entire cool. wall of shoe boxes. With like all different rooms and like thrifted like beds and bedding. Oh my and, god, like, that is so. It cool. was so freaking cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. My favorite Barbie thing I had was a Barbie Jeep. Like I had one of those little car Jeep mm-hmm. things that you drive. Were around. you like you could physically ride in like- it? Not inside. Like you'd be outside the like, on the it. street. No, no, oh. no. Like no, I like you no. like as a three year old. <laughs> like oh, you, okay, yeah. on the little. I fucking thing wanted and one. Go like so two miles an hour. Yeah. My dad just bought my whip and like someone else's. (laughs) Just like take it and go. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. I probably it's probably good that I didn't own one. There is like a little kid behind our house that like has some sort of like matchbox car, and you could just like hear him like whizzing around. (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah, I hope like when I have kids, like not based on their gender the like things like i want my sons to be open to playing with barbies or girls to play with yeah cars or whatever they want to play with i think the main thing i took away from the barbie movie is how much i love being a girl yeah and like mm-hmm. honestly when i was watching yesterday watching yesterday i kind of felt sad for boys that like they don't have barbies i mean they can play with barbies but like that's what I mean. I feel sad for boys in a, a lot of ways. They don't mm-hmm. have emotional connection in the same way. They don't talk about their. They don't have. I don't want to like generalize that every single boy's like that, but I think yeah. that most boys don't go to their friends about problems that they're having, about feelings that they're having, about anything going on in their life. Like when I grew mm-hmm. up, like my mom would have friends, 
and my dad would ha- like talk to the husbands of those friends or yeah. like see his friend to work on a house project or something. Mm-hmm. And like now yeah. I experience Cameron talks to his friends like when they play video games. He's not like like I call my friends when I'm crying and having a breakdown. <laughs> I think they said this on what we said, but someone was saying that when women hang out and talk to each other, they face each other. And when men hang out and talk to each other, they face like the like forward. The world. That is so Yeah. That is so And men like get together, they're always doing like an activity. Yeah. Like golfing or playing basketball or watching a game and they're facing forward and they're not like connecting. It's a distraction. And our main activity is talking and then it's like what's based around that? Are we getting our nails done? Are we having a drink? (laughs) What are we doing? Whoa, that is so weird. I hope that is a long way for them. I know, but I hope that like it, like it helps a little bit. Yeah, I think there are. I would be curious, like the percentage of men and women that have seen this, but I think there are quite a bit more men than I anticipated. Yeah, that saw it. Yeah, I think so. I think just us being more unapologetically ourselves and, like, not fearing of, like, being too much of a fangirl about things or being too much of anything or too Mm -hmm. little of anything, Mm -hmm. maybe that will help. Because I definitely, in high school and middle school, tried to form myself of where I'd, like, be embarrassed that I loved One Direction so much or something. And it's like, nah, you're screaming for the football team the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That was all my notes. Me too. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Go join our Facebook community and let us know if you saw the Barbie movie and what your thoughts were about all the things that we just said. Make sure you leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. 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 Love. Yeah, that's good.